Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogbin and I am the creator of the three weekly episodes that are produced. Wealth Wednesday, the A to Z of business on Friday and a longer content piece or interview on a Monday. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast if you think it would support and help somebody else. So I've been working with leaders in business for three plus decades. I've worked, literally worked with tens of thousands of leaders in business and I was oh, I was teaching people, or I say teaching, whatever that might mean, emotional intelligence many years ago. And over the last few years, having changed everything I have done with my life, um, I think I'm now coming at it from a similar and different perspective. And I maybe just want to pick up on some of that. And a, and a lot of it's already been spoken about. And I will come at it from my own angle because I've been in complete agreement with what I've heard so far. So I think with emotional intelligence, it is all around us with our background, whatever that might be, for whatever reason, that then comes to the fore about how we um, talk about emotional intelligence. And to be honest, I've not spoken about emotional intelligence for quite a while now because I don't I'm not sure I call it that anymore um, so I really do call it it's your intuition it links into your curiosity and that whole thing is a is a it's um, a catalyst for something else so I want to come back to some of what's been said and then interpret it into if you like my own belief system process whatever you want to call it and um, I think it was Melinda who was talking about wealth and how the divide of wealth is um, huge. But I so initially I want to come back to the true meaning of wealth because wealth, the true meaning of wealth, pure wealth, um, true wealth is not just financial. Wealth is divided into three areas for me. And if you looked at the definition of wealth, like where it comes from, the original of the word, it comes from the old English, which is well and will, which basically means happiness and prosperity in abundance. So when you think about happiness and prosperity in abundance, that is not just financial. It comes from our spirit. It is. So our spirit for me is around our spiritual connections, Whatever that might be for us, whether that's a religion or a belief system, a set of principles that we adopt. So that's our spiritual side, um, which also links into our personal growth, our personal development, our personal improvement. It does, of course, link into the economy, our own economy and the economy of the world, because we have to have finance to live. You know, we, we can't live on um, fresh air, but it also links into our health. So our health is our pure health. You know, it's what goes on for us within our body, et cetera, et cetera. So it's our nutrition, it's our fitness, um, and it's our physical health, as in what, what do we have or not have. Um, and I want to come back to a quote because I, I sort of now live by this, and I saw it relatively recently, but it was a few years ago, and it was... Um, Dalai Lama's answer when he was asked the question about what surprised him most about humanity and what he said was man because he sacrifices his health in order to make money 
then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. And I would hate, absolutely hate, which is the exact opposite of love, anybody to live their life along those lines. And it's one of the reasons that I've written some of the books that I have written. They're on Amazon if anybody wants to go and find them. One is about stress. One is about goal setting. Um, there will be many more coming. So I want to go from that back to, and I can't remember who said it, somebody said something along these lines, was about we, cr we create our own reality. Now, we all have different perceptions. We've all got different experiences that, you know, and we all filter and delete and distort everything that comes at us. But we've all got, we all do. And whether the people that are listening believe it or not, currently, you create your own reality. Not only do you create your own reality, you also create your future. And a lot of that is through your belief systems, the principles you operate, how curious you are, coming back to what Melinda was talking about, you know, everything that um, Becky was speaking about. We take that on board and then we put it out into the world. So one of the things I want to say is that we first step of all of this is creating self-awareness. Now, I hadn't prepared this talk. So this talk is coming from what I've heard on the stage linked into what I know. Self-awareness is key. So we seek to understand ourselves first before being understood out into the world or before we put our message out. So understand us before we attempt to understand others. Understand us before we expect people to understand what we say. So it's a seek to understand before being understood. And I wanted to come back to because that self-awareness means that we dig deep. We go deep down into our unconscious to really work out who we are, what we are, what we put out in the world, what it means, how it impacts, what it affects, um, and then what we can create, which comes back to something that Doug said about, um, and I can't remember the exact word, Doug, I didn't write it down immediately, but it was about struggling and then we have to, and then from our struggles, we put the message out into the world so other people don't struggle. My belief is that we can prevent a lot of the struggles. I'm not saying we don't struggle. I don't like that word in particular, but we can prevent a lot of the struggles by increasing our self-awareness, working with our intuition, being curious about stuff. It's a technical word for me before we get into the struggle. If we're struggling, something isn't right. If we're struggling, I would suggest that we're not listening to our gut or our heart shouting at us that something's not right and then doing something about it. So I am an advocate for transparency, speaking the truth to ourselves and to others. That doesn't mean that we are nasty pieces of work. It means that we've learned how to communicate. So coming back to that, there's, and I have no idea who said it, something I've known for a very long time. There's a, there's a phrase that goes round about um, it takes 10,000 10, hours to become a master. And every master was once a disaster is the rest of it that goes with it. So I've just sat down and worked out 10,000 hours, if you went with 24 hours a day, so you worked nonstop 
It would take you 416 days to become a master. No sleep, nothing else, 24 hours a day. That would be 59 weeks to become a master of something, which is 1.14 years. I'm an ex-accountant. My head does really good things with numbers. Um, so thinking about 10,000 hours of mastery and then thinking about who we are as the individuals we are and how we can, within a working environment and within our life, use our emotional intelligence to enable us to be the best version of us we can be. So coming back to the self-actualization that's been spoken about, we have to study ourselves that amount of time as well. Which then takes me back to um, vibration and frequencies, which I know Becky spoke about. We are all vibration. We do all operate on frequencies. We do like those that are like us, unless we know that we need to, it supports us, there's no need, it supports us to diversify within our environment to be curious about what else is out there in the world. So we all live in our own little bubble until something happens, the bubble gets popped or we, we bump into something that allows us to go, oh, what does that mean? And I do it all of the time. So um, I'm hoping I'm one of the first 20 to get into Melinda's app because I loved her, what she has been talking about, about curiosity. I'd never thought about it from that perspective. So coming back to the vibration and the frequencies, um, and Becky was talking about having an unusual brain. We've all got an unusual brain because our brain, pure brain, is purely and simply ours from everything that's gone before. And it is also generationally imprinted. So we carry things down through the generations. I want to come back to um, the fight, flight, freeze response, nature, nurture. Um, loved what Becky said about, um, you know, in the womb, we freeze. So these, whether it's nature or nurture, that's a massive discussion, I, I know. But we are already, I'm going to say, semi-programmed when we come into the world. Because we carry with us if we're all vibration and energies and we all belong and the, the 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 picture that always comes to me is with this because i truly believe it is the tree of souls if anybody have ever seen the film avatar we are all connected on an energy level now some of us will agree with that some of us probably won't i truly believe it you know if you think about someone all of a sudden the phone rings and it's them there are too many um what's the right word there are too many coincidences for that not to be true i mean i've bought houses thinking about i found parking spaces uh, just two examples from one end of a spectrum to the to the other because i've put my intent out into the universe now i didn't know what i used to do about that um i still don't i'm not too sure how i do it but it happens even to getting petrol just recently you know if you're in the uk you know we've not had a petrol shortage, but we had panic, panic buying. So coming back to the intentions that we put out into the universe, coming back to the fact that we do create our reality and our own future, everything we do as a human being is to achieve a goal. We are intentional in every one of our actions because we are goal-driven creatures. 95%, depending on what you read, 90-95% of what we do is habit. 
if you think of because there's so many things coming at us all the time, we can't make those decisions um, all of the time. We'd just be in complete overwhelm. If we are 95% habit, what are your habits leading you towards? Because we are all goal-driven all of the time. Everything we do, and some of us may perceive what others do as negative and we may perceive what others do as positive, that individual is doing it because it is giving them something. So when we come back to emotional intelligence, what is your emotional intelligence driving you towards? What are you listening to about what your body is telling you, whether it be your body or whether it be your heart or your brain? What is it telling you to do and why is it telling you to do it? Now, you can work with your intuition which will support you in making the decisions. You can check in with your intuition to see if it's giving you the right answers. Now, sometimes because of the fight, flight, freeze response, your intuition will give you a bit of a bum steer, to be honest, because part of what it's there to do is keep you safe. But what's it keeping you safe from? Is it keeping you safe from change when change is what we need to do? Because change is the thing that will get us more emotionally intelligent with ourselves. And the, and the coming back, and I'm not going to talk for very much longer. If you think of the fact that love is one of the purest emotions out there, my question is, do you love yourself? If you cannot love yourself, how do you how do you feasibly love others? Do you even like yourself? And if you, you know, if you're not liking yourself as much as you could, if you can get to like before you get to love, start that journey and look at why you don't. So when I'm talking about self-awareness, I'm I'm asking you to dig deep, to come to the emotional intelligence with yourself, especially if you're in the working environment, especially if you're a manager, especially if you're a leader, and by the way, we are all leaders. We lead ourselves first before we ever lead anybody else. So where are we leading ourselves? Now, I've done a lot of work on all of this and, I'm, and I am creating a, a model currently. Uh, it's called the hexagon of true wealth. The top half of it is the sort of the what, so the spirit, the economy and the health and the bottom level of it. And I'll, I'll shout it out. Conscious leadership, conscious communication, conscious results. The more conscious we are about what we do and how we design ourselves to create our future, prevention is always better than cure. And we can be in charge of everything we do. I say in charge. We can consciously lead ourselves to the results that we want to achieve, which includes our health, which includes our financial aspect and includes our spiritual growth, whatever that might mean for us which involves every relationship we're in. It is all within our control. It is all within our influence. And curiosity will take us a huge way to get there. Um, and that's what all I want to say. I don't know how long I've spoken for. I made that up on the hoof, as the word goes. And if anybody wants me ask, to ask me any questions, please do. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please contact me on any one of the social media channels. I'm on most of them, including Clubhouse and YouTube, and my books are on Amazon. 
If you would like a topic discussed, please tell me. And if you have found this information useful, please share and please leave a review.